Hey everybody, it's Josh Rutledge, your co-host for Fearscape Paranormal Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to support us more, please head over to our website, fearscapepodcast.com. There you can click on store and browse some really awesome t-shirts and maybe pick a couple up, or even go to our Patreon page and see how you can support us monthly. We love bringing you awesome content just as much as you like listening to it. Enjoy the show. The following program is presented for entertainment purposes. WCHQ does not necessarily endorse the ideas presented. Fearscape is a program that explores the legends and lore around many creepy and scary things. Information is researched and presented in an entertainment fashion and is presented based off of what we found. Legends have a way of changing over time. So, beware. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to 100.9 FM WCHQ. This is Fearscape. We are here, as always, every week, bringing you the best in the spooky, the ooky, and all the scary, weird stuff. We're here. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Josh Rutledge. Hey, everybody. What's going on? That's right. And I'm Stefan Gearhart. And we have a very special show today. We've got the man himself, Keith Age, here from the Louisville Ghost Hunter Society. So I've been trying to get this guy for a while, and I'm glad we got you. Thank you for coming on the show. Hey, thanks for asking me. Hey, heck yeah. We love having uh, guests on here. And so this is our Getting Spooky with Keith Age. That's what I'm talking about, man. (laughs) And uh, But yeah, we've got a really cool show. We're going to talk about uh, all the stuff with him, things he's been through, things he's seen, and all that stuff. Uh, but before we get into that, yep. we got to get into some spooky news. So uh, I have a fun one. The, this one, the, the, the title itself of the news article grabbed me uh, because it simply says... Exorcisms make a 21st century comeback in Minnesota. Not the United States, but Minnesota. Minnesota. And this comes from the Star Tribune up there in the Twin Cities. Uh, They say that uh, the, the article says they arrive with a crucifix, a book of prayers, holy water, and a conviction that the Holy Spirit is at their side. Infrequently summoned for decades, the Catholic exorcists say they are now being beckoned across Minnesota and possibly the nation as pleas from the faithful to cast out the devil are on the rise. Uh, Bishop Andrew Cozens of the Archdiocese of St. Paul in Minneapolis says sometimes they hear voices in their heads. They have reactions they don't understand, fits of rage. Sometimes it's a depression they just can't shake and psychologists just cannot help. Exorcism is, as we know, we've talked about it a lot, is considered a relic of the Dark Age, but it's making a 21st century comeback. Uh, And the Catholic diocese, including uh, in St. Cloud in Winona, Rochester, say they are now sending their exorcists to a new U.S. institute that trains spiritual warriors. No official data is available yet, but Catholic leaders say that more Catholic exorcists in the United States are today than any other time in recent history. So that's happening. Well, so <laughs> opportunity, somebody can come up with I exorcist 
an app for your phone. Oh, the eye exercise. Yeah. <laughs> an app on your phone. You put in what type of symptoms you're having. It exercises the demon for you. Right. You know, I, I don't it's know. It's got to be Catholic. Yes, yeah. it's got to be Catholic. And and it's it's interesting. It's like I don't know why the Catholic Church shied away from this. I mean, you know, you think about growing up in the 70s and 80s and things like that. And that, that's all you could think about because right. of movies like The Exorcist and Amityville Horror. And well, and maybe that's why they shied away because possibly. there was so much public attention you know put on it so well even then i mean the priests in those books and movies both were like you know oh it shied away that it was so hard to get the church which is why ed ed warren had to do his own right right you right. know like everything like that that they talked about um well there's a whole lot more to the exorcist story than what you saw in, oh yeah we're in the movie. we're gonna be covering that next month actually yeah. rolling dough well you know i'm the first one that actually investigated the house no did not no, know that didn't know that for for Sci-Fi Channel, uh, the Haunted Boy, the Exorcist. Ooh, files. Oh. nice! Yeah, we're covering <laughs> we're covering that whole story next month as well. I, I'm I I love that story. Um, whew, save save those thoughts. <laughs> uh, lastly, it just says not everyone who believes they are possessed uh, and requests an exorcism gets one though. Um, but it says you know it goes on to say priests are trained in combat. They talk about this institute. Uh, that's happening. Um, it's called the Pope Leo the Thirteenth Institute, uh, and it's actually based in Illinois. It was founded several years ago by Midwestern Catholics to offer intensive courses on the spiritual basis for exorcisms and how to perform them. And they can now use for the first time ever an English language version of the medieval Latin exorcism prayer. It became available in 2017. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So, so, do the demons know English? I mean, I think they know everything. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but if there's one that's like, oh, thank God, I've been wanting to get out of here forever. <laughs> I don't <laughs> I understand Latin. <laughs> I didn't know what they were saying. I'm kind of new. Uh, but yeah, so so uh, Minneapolis, keep on busting them demons, man. That's, that's what I'm saying. So yeah, that's uh, that's a little bit of spooky news for you. All right, so we'll jump right in to Creepy Ketchup, Josh. I know you said you had a little something because I'm just anxious to get into this interview. Yeah. So uh, let's get into some Creepy Ketchup here. Creepy Ketchup. Creepy Ketchup. Creepy Ketchup. Creepy Ketchup. Y'all, it's creepy. All right, Josh, so uh, you, you were telling me a little bit about it earlier, uh, so go ahead and share with everybody what your little instance you had. Yep, so my uh, wife um, just recently lost her grandmother, mm -hmm. um, and I was over at um, uh, their house where she spent the majority of their time and um, helping them work on something, and, and I went to the restroom and heard um, Grams say in a muffled tone, hello, dear, like she always used to say whenever we came over to the house, and uh, muffled like she was maybe out in the hallway or, or down the hallway a little bit. So, <clears throat> yeah, it was... Um, I've only recently kind of turned on my antenna again to, to pick this kind of stuff up. Yeah. So it's just really neat to, to experience a lot of this stuff again. So, like, just the same way she always said. Oh, yeah. Just like, just like she was standing in the hallway or, or in the living room. Yeah. You say you were in the bathroom or you just... I was in the bathroom, Okay, yeah. so that's awkward. It's extra awkward. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm glad it was... I'm glad it was muffled. Maybe that, you know. She Maybe was she in, was behind the other side of the door. Right. <laughs> <laughs> if it was like clear as day yeah, right. and you just see toilet paper floating. Yeah. Like, here you go, dear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I know you had said something like you had mentioned it to the family. And did they yeah. take that? 
I mean, I think they took it okay. Um, obviously, my wife got uh, sad because it was, it was it was very recent. Yeah, it's recent. You know? I remember so, that. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I think they uh, took it. You know, they do. Have, you know, my wife asked the question, why didn't she cross over? And so I don't. I can't answer the question. But um, but it's just maybe that causes her a little bit of uh, angst to to know that she's stuck around. Sure. Uh, yeah, and and I think that has a. Some people are. Some people are very excited to hear that that spirits have stuck around and others are frustrated by it because yeah. they feel just like you said, that it means they're stuck. Yeah. But who knows? No, I don't think any of us really, really know, but right. that's why we have this show. So we can keep on looking for answers. Right. Yep. So, but uh, yeah. So shout out to your family and Graham's you know you're out there. She's probably here right now. She's <laughs> like, Oh dear. She's behind that window. <laughs> so. <laughs> so if we uh, hear a knock on the window. Yeah. 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 Run. <laughs> Anyways, that was creepy catch up. Creepy catch-up. Creepy catch-up. Creepy catch-up. Creepy catch-up. Y'all, it's creepy. And, of course, that theme song was brought to you by Brad. (laughs) Suck it, Brad. Uh, Anyways, let's get into this. Keith, thank you so much for coming out here. I've been wanting to meet you for a very, very long time. Been following your work for a very long time. Um, and very excited to get you here. When we reached out to the Louisville Ghost Hunter Society, you were the last person I expected to get. So I was very excited about it. Well, I um, still run it. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, you know, you're big time, man. Right. <laughs> Too big time for us two small <laughs> warts. Um, but no, we, we just wanted to uh, just kind of pick your brain and talk to you about some stuff. I mean, uh, I, I know the first thing I had read somewhere that you were, what, 16 Ish when when you first started this, I've been into this for as long uh, since I was a little kid. I mean, it's the same thing. I mean, there's so much stuff, and I, I I never thought about putting together my own group. Like it was just me and my sister could see stuff and do stuff. So you know, we just did it. So what was that like for you at sixteen, and what what made you decide to do that? Well, I didn't put the Louisville Ghost Hunters together until 1996. Right. And so I wasn't sixteen anymore at that point. <laughs> But uh, when I was 16, all I cared about was music. And I was a professional musician Mm -hmm. at that point. I've been playing out since I was 12 years old. Wow. And uh, I was already on the road with several big-name bands doing coliseums and playing and stuff like that. So I didn't think anything. This is the 70s. You know, the sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Yeah. That's... (laughs) what the whole life was back then and i uh, come home met this girl and she never would take me home to meet mom and dad and, <laughs> never a good sign <laughs> yeah, you know, so, but i had hair down past my butt mm-hmm. and the full rock and roll 70s look yeah and i kind of figured well i guess she's just either a ashamed of me or b you know she didn't want to get hit you know one to two <laughs> how dare you bring this <laughs> home you know and um uh, Finally got to go over there for her her 16th birthday, and uh, it, we just met and everything. And uh, she turned 16 just right after I did, and uh, got to go over there. And we it's a little bit of ranch house here locally, and we sat down on the couch and met her dad and mom. And I could sneak down the hallway to the master bedroom where the mirror is, and it's got our reflection in it. Yep, clear path, nothing. Mm-hmm. Something kept walking back and forth, breaking that mm. view. And I was like, all right, what the hell's going on here? Who's down there? 
And uh, she said, well, let me be truthful with you. She said, <laughs> it has nothing to do with who you are or how you look. We have a ghost in the house, and he doesn't like mine or my sister's boyfriends. Hmm. And I went, okay, let's go smoke another one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just, you know, this is the 70s, you know. Who knew? Right. And uh, so me being young, dumb, and stupid, I, I got up and went down there and checked. There's nobody down there. You know, four or five times I did this, and I just start calling this thing out. Show me, prove to me. I don't believe in you. Do something. You know, let me know you're here. And finally, when I went to kiss her good night at inside the house at the front door, uh, I bent down to kiss her, and something just grabbed hold of my left arm. Mm. Man. And I mean, tight. And the first thing I thought it was, oh, hell, dad's got me. Oh, <laughs> you know? I didn't even think about that, but yeah. <laughs> and then I, but I could see him sitting over in a lazy boy. His eyes are about the size of saucers. He knew what was getting ready to happen. And next thing I know, I'm flying backwards through the, through the front door, through oh. the screen door. And I landed about six feet out past the wall. Wow. And I remember laying there trying to catch my breath. It, it did. It knocked every bit of air out of me. And uh, I remember laying there and just going fingers, toes, what's working, what's not. Yeah. And then I thought, that was so cool. Yeah. Do it again. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's and what got me started. Been hooked ever since. Yeah. Once, you know, a lot of people think they have paranormal experiences. And when they have that first true paranormal experience, they pretty much get hooked. Yeah. yeah. That, and, you know, and uh, our old co-host and I used to always talk about, too, like, you know the difference. When it hits, it hits hard. Mm-hmm. And no, I didn't mean that as Thanks. a pun. <laughs> <laughs> but we also like talk about a lot that people that when they finally do have that real experience, it's like they can't turn it off either. Mm-hmm. It's like from that point on, yeah. it's like it's like they've seen you. Yeah, they've seen you. You've seen them, yep. and it's go time. Right. Well, I've I've never seen a ghost. Oh, you like, haven't seen anything like yet. You're uh, mm-hmm. sitting here. Yeah. Uh, I'm not psychic. Not at all. Uh, you heard the story about the guy getting hit with bricks and it's Waverly Hills and all yep. that. Mm-hmm. Well, that's me. And if I was psychic, I would have ducked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. Well, you know, it's the same way. I've, I, I've never actually seen a ghost. I've, I've had experiences. I've felt the, uh, I guess, the effects of, of a ghost doing things, but I've never actually seen a ghost. And so, oh, I've been thrown through walls yeah. and doors yeah, and been stuff like that. Smacked and held down. and But I've seen, I mean, the one, I mean, I've seen stuff out of the corner of my eye that I'm pretty sure was a ghost. But when I was a kid, I've told my story on here that uh, I saw a woman literally standing over me, blue. I could see through her. I had just gotten whooped by my step-grandfather. I was crying, and I could see her standing over me through, I mean, just as clear as we are except for i could see through it and you had like this blue glow and then i blinked and she was gone and years later a medium was like hey your aunt's here um she wants you to know that that was her standing over your bed you know and it was this moment because i'd never shared with anyone but i went to catholic school and i told sister mary patrick and she said it was my guardian angel (laughs) and so i kept that with me forever that i just saw my guardian angel turns out it was my aunt that passed away five years before i was born and so that I mean I can still see it crystal clear her yep. standing over me. Yeah, I've I've had things thrown at me, and uh, I've seen things like where you can see foot shadow footprints of mm-hmm. like people under a door. Yeah, oh, and then yeah. you look at the CTV or the camera that's shining down the door, and there's nothing there. Uh, just little things like that. And 
you know, but uh, those are big things in the paranormal world. You're oh, yeah. right. Nothing has been proven yet. Mm-mm. Not one single thing. And, uh, you know, I'm, I have my own views on a lot of stuff. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, because I've been doing it for so long. Right. But, yeah. And you know. we do. And the, all uh, the people we've met, everybody's got different views. There are some things people are similar on, some things people mm-hmm. aren't. Some things well, people I've been think called anti psychic, and I'm not anti psychic. <laughs> I'm, I'm anti idiot. Yes. <laughs> I think we all are. There's a big difference, you know. Well, you've got some people that are out there, and they're, they're in for the money, and they're yeah, standing there going, sure. oh, I feel this, I feel that. And I'm like, let me just shoot you now before I rip into you. And uh, because that's, you know, they're just cluttering up the field. And, and the field, when Ghost Hunters came out in 2004, we came out in 2005, uh, that was the big explosion. Yeah, it absolutely was. Yeah, and, uh, and then Patrick uh, with uh, Haunted Evidence, those were the three big shows at the mm-hmm. time. And they were for several years, and then everybody else decided, let's cash in. Right. I mean, that's like, uh, I can remember when Zach was uh, shopping Ghost Adventures, wanting to get a ton of money for it, and he ended up selling it for only several thousand dollars to Travel Channel. But, I mean, now he's done. Yeah, he's now. making yeah. money now. Yeah, yeah. yeah he is uh, He is my arch rival. I, <laughs> I talk a lot of smack about him on here. Uh, uh, I, don't, I don't like his, his methodology. At all, but that's another thing yeah. for another time. Uh, but yeah, no, you're absolutely right, and it's sad because the oversaturation now has also made people look at it like reality TV. Like uh, you know, with just reality TV in general, people are now like, "Well, we all know it's scripted now, and so much of it's coming Some out." Of it is, yeah, yeah. I-, I will admit, none of it that we shot for sci-fi was ever scripted. Yeah, and that's one of the good things I liked working with the Booth Brothers for all the movies and stuff we did. Mm-hmm. If I could prove what it was, we said what it was. Yeah. Uh, you know, but there's a lot of things on the thermal. I mean, you know, I got stuff from, from the FLIR, and I'm like, I have no idea what this is. Yeah. So we sent it to FLIR, you know, and these are science-based people, and they're like going, what the hell is this? Yeah. <laughs> and we're going, you tell us. Uh, you're right. <laughs> Create it. Yeah, it's your camera. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know. Um, I actually got introduced to you when I was living in Albuquerque. Um, I went to high school here, but I'm originally from Toledo, Ohio. But at this point, I'm living in Albuquerque, and I had seen the spooked, the ghosts of Waverly Hills. Mm-hmm. That's one because I was like, oh, this is from my hometown. I'm so excited. This is so cool. And that's how I got introduced to you and your group and things like that. And then, of course, living in Louisville for as long as I have, you can't throw a rock without hitting somebody that was in it. So yeah. <laughs> the Louisville Ghost Hunter Society. Yeah. So, um, so what was that like? How did that uh, – so you went from – Let's talk about the the initial days. It was just you and a few people. Was it uh, about twelve people or so? Yeah, roughly about that. And yeah. you guys get together. And how did it just explode like it did? Because of the timing. Just timing, um, perfect time, perfect place. Yeah, uh, the Booth Brothers came up to Waverly Hills to film an independent horror movie called Death Tunnel. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, matter of fact, me and the Booth Brothers, when me and Chris Booth first met we didn't like each other <laughs> sounds it, like me and my wife it was just oil, it was, you know, oil and water yeah and uh we've come to be close closer than brothers the three of us have uh but uh you know i'm just kind of up there doing our thing which was doing the tours and investigating of what we can mm-hmm. and uh here I'm being bossed around by some British bloke. <laughs> and then we sat down and talked and worked everything out because they were there just to film that horror movie. Yep. You know, and that's it. 
And you know, if anybody's seen Death Tunnel, it's it's an independent mm-hmm. horror movie. It's all it's supposed to be, but it's based on some of the tales of Waverly Hills. Right. All right. Well, while they're there filming that, real paranormal stuff, things were happening to them, and they had never experienced that. And that's especially amazing. on film. And I mean, the first thing they were getting was you know EVPs, mm-hmm. electronic voice phenomena. Right. Uh, you know, and then down in the tunnel. Uh, they really got some really good EVPs and stuff. But the biggest thing was uh, they brought me dailies one day. And dailies are what you shot the day before and you okay. go through. Mm-hmm. Yep. There was a shower scene. Well, and any independent horror film, <laughs> oh, you've yeah. got to have a shower you scene. You know, a shower scene and, you know, big-breasted, blonde-haired women. And uh, they said, we about drown this poor girl shooting this scene. <laughs> And I'm like, what do you mean? They said, we shot this thing 26 times. Wow. And I was like, why? And they said, look, we went through lighting, every technical issue we could think of. What is this? And they showed it to me. And you see this black mass. So the camera's pointed at the girl in the shower. See this black mass would come in from the side and just stand there for a minute and then move off. But it did this like 30, 40 times. Wow. And... Uh, what is this? And I said, well, welcome to my world. It's a shadow person. <laughs> Especially at Waverly. Yeah. yeah. And, they, and Chris uh, and Phil Booth goes, well, what's he doing to my shot, mate? <laughs> and, and I said, I guess he liked the view. <laughs> you know? So, you know, that's just how that all went. And so from that, that's how actually Spook the series got started. Really? Yeah, because hmm. that's when they just said, why don't we shoot some stuff independently? Right. And, you know, and, Since we're here. Yeah. And that's... <laughs> I did. You know, Sony picked up Death Tunnel, and everybody thought Death Tunnel was going to explode, you know. And it didn't. And Universal picked up Spooked, which Universal owns sci fi. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and then they'd already had Ghost Hunters. Yep. So, you know, they just had it. They bought it, put it right in line with the second season, the first opening of, you know, uh, Ghost Hunters. And that was their biggest night up to that point. Wow. It was like. Eight million people watched, you know, at one time. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, I did. It was, it <laughs> so, was huge. You know, yeah, you know, absolutely so, did. And then they called us up uh, like four days later afterwards. And said, what else she got? And we're going. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So then we came up with uh, creepy kids, children, ghosts, spirits, mm-hmm. and that ended up turning into children of the grave. Yeah. So. So Kid, it started from there. Kids creep me out more than anything <laughs> in yeah. terms of like in a horror movie. You can give me a clown. You can give me a vampire. But you give me a demonic kid or something, I'm gone. Like, I don't know what it is. Kids yeah, I don't, and old ladies. I don't like uh, I don't like kids. When you talk about your uh, night hag that mm-hmm. was, or is that Brad that was a child? No, on the, that's mine. That's yeah, the little ones. Yeah, the, that, yeah, that bothers me. I get the little, little guys with yeah. like long arms. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. So... <laughs> So I was, you know, curious. Um, I don't remember what season it was of Ghost Hunters, but there was the whole controversy with the, uh, the string, the, the string, and the jacket. And I wondered how much, uh, because it was such a widely broadcast show. I wonder how much impact that had to. Not much, other than internally within the yeah. paranormal world. One of the things that they never ever said. You can't put a brand name anything on your show unless you have permission. 
And what a lot of people don't realize is if I, if there is a label on a jacket, you got to cover that up. Yeah. And that's what people were hitting on. Look, it's tape, it's tape, it's tape, tape on his jacket. It was covering up a label. You know, now yeah. whether it was stringed or not, right. I don't know. Yeah. And then, now, I've known Jason Hollis for 20, 25 years, and I don't think he would ever go for that. I know the fights that him and I have had with different production companies. Hmm. And, uh, him and I were hauled back and forth between the lawyer's office a lot. So It just always made me wonder if, you know, whether, because I don't think it was ever really, I mean, they, of course, came out and said that it wasn't a thing, and then but people do what the the internet does what it does and you yeah. know, like examine and over examine a video and zoom in and zoom out and i just wondered if that had any negative impact with it just just within the paranormal community okay. and uh, i mean of course grant lived on it because now he's back you know he quit ghost hunter yeah. for for almost five years and then now he's back doing ghost hunting. Which I'm glad. Yeah. I really like Grant. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. Oh, Grant's a great guy. Yeah. Love him to death. He's the one I connected um, with always. Yep. You know, like I said, me and Hawes have known each other for a long time. And Steve, Steve's a great guy mm-hmm. too. I'm glad to see they both have their different shows and their different types. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Pretty cool. It is really cool. <laughs> now, um, you know, we had made a joke that you can't throw a rock in Louisville without hitting a member. Um, what's that like to have so many members and like, how do you decide who goes on hunts and who does what and, uh, kind of what's the, um, process of getting to get to go on a hunt? Well, the way we do that is even though there's a lot of people who are, have quote joined right. the Louisville ghost hunters, they're not real fully members and only the active members get to go out on ghost hunts. And those are the people who pay their dues, which is 20 bucks a year. Right. Help pay for the website, which I think gets hit so much. Mm-hmm. 20 bucks a year doesn't, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Throw some more money at it. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so that's the only people that do get to go out. And the way that happens is I get, just like you contacted me, that's me that gets every email right. and everything else. Uh, I get an email saying, hey, we need help or whatever. We have a questionnaire you can fill out on the website. And then comes back to me i read it a lot of times you know there's been plenty of people who just want to try to be on tv yeah oh sure and especially in the heyday uh it's it's not so much now and then there's plenty of people who are just nuts uh, <laughs> yes you know. yeah and then you've got people who really seriously need, legitimately need yeah, something need something yeah. something mm-hmm. you know not everything's paranormal and like you said the double-edged sword it's been done so much now people jump it's a demon right. oh yeah you know, God, oh yeah i know it's a demon you know they jump to that conclusion right Very quickly. Uh, you know and it's not that stuff so once i get that i give it to my case manager vice president and he puts together a team right and a lot of it they get up here and once he gets the information he contacts the client talks to him see if it is kind of a legitimate thing most of the time, within the stuff we get, we tell them, look, get your piece of paper, get your pencil, write down what happened, the time and date, and we'll see if we can get something to correlate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, you keep a journal, you'd be surprised on how many people are awakened at 3 a.m. in the morning because the brand new dishwasher has an electric timer on it. Right. No. Nothing about yeah. it. And when it goes off, it's just going, yeah. 
and on the other side of the house, it sounds like a demon is stomping through your kitchen. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, that, and that's the thing people don't realize is that, you know, a good ghost hunting group is. It's, it's not trying to prove that you're right. It's trying to look at both sides and to mm. see what we can find. Right. And, you know, and that's kind of how we run our show. I definitely think we lean more towards the belief side, but we always try to look at other views as well and to try to take it apart because, you know, you don't. If you can find a, a logical, real reason for something, and you, like you said, a time to dishwasher, then good. I don't want to have my family scared the whole time. Right. Right. Uh, you you know, know. Do you have Do you have people that, um, or you know, in your experience, have you done, uh, I guess, hunts where the explanation was something like that? You know, something that can be explained that oh. people were unwilling to accept. Oh Lord, yeah. You if, must be if, wrong. There must be a demon. <laughs> yeah. If somebody is convinced their place is haunted, it's haunted. No matter what you show them, no matter what you tell them. You know, you can sit there and say, look, Jesus Christ has certified this, that you're not haunted. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. If, if it's in their brain, it's haunted. That's right. why when we do investigations, there's a lot of people who are doing it for the first time. They're gung-ho. And we tell them, you know, keep an open mind. Don't go in thinking, oh, yeah, it's haunted. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, because, you know, if 99%, every little crack noise, you know, something oh, yeah. is going to turn into a demon. Right. Old, older and, houses settled. You have mice right. in and the And on attic. the flip oh, side, yeah. you don't want to go in going, it's all fake either. Right. right. You know, and that's where I think a good ghost hunting group works the best, in my opinion. Like those ones that just go out to disprove everything. I, mean, I can come up with a reason for everything, why it can be or can't be, and it's like that doesn't mean there's proof either way. So right. it's like you know, we, we I, I use this a lot, but we had a case where a guy called me and says, "You got to come out now, <laughs> right now." Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> "Why?" And he says, "I'm going to walk away from my house," and I was, he goes, "You know, just leave everything; the bank can have it." And he goes, "I had another team out here; they were here for 15 minutes and left screaming." Saying I had seven demons living underneath oh, my Lord. stairs. Because, you know, if, if you don't come out tonight, I'm walking away. Close to Legion over yeah. there. <laughs> so I went out, and we stayed there for off and on six months. And showing him, look, this is what's causing this. Your imagination is going just 90 miles an hour here. Once right. You thought somebody has, you thought was legitimate who sat there and said, oh, you are haunted. You know, now everything's haunted. Right. And, uh, like, he had went to Walmart two weeks before <clears throat> and bought a brand-new big-screen TV. Well, so did the neighbor next door, who you got two houses on the left and right side of each other. <laughs> he puts his TV on the left side of the wall. Neighbor puts his TV on the right side of the wall. I know where this is going. <laughs> and, even, and even though there's two brick build, two brick walls there, it's line of sight. Yeah. yeah. For infrared. And but he didn't know that the other neighbor had done it. Wow. And the other neighbor had taken his TV back several times, thinking it was defective because <laughs> it was changing channels, turn off and on. Oh and this guy's thinking, oh, the demon must love you know WGN. Or something, you know. <laughs> You know. One of the seven. Yeah. He's watching loves Supernatural. Op loves Oprah. Yeah. <laughs> a lifetime, you know. Yeah. Uh, so just little things like that. And he said, you know, the, the kitchen clo door closes and opens on its own. Well, no, it closed on its own. It never, we never saw it open. And uh, he says, well, maybe I, I just assumed it was doing that. I said, well, maybe you're halfway right. It took a 
just a level put up on the door and it's like that much out of plumb. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't need us. You need a carpenter. Right. You need a carpenter. Yeah. <laughs> or it's a good draft. You just need some insulation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, just little things like that. And finally, after six months, I said, we're out of here, man. And uh, he says, well, where do you think the demons went? I said, I think they left 15 minutes after they got here. <laughs> <laughs> the... Um, uh, I used to live in Shelby County, mm-hmm. and uh, they uh, took just it. did the library up there. Well, they they did they redid the police station a few years ago, mm-hmm. and they kind of took over for Shelbyville Police. They took over an older building, and um, one of the uh, detectives or an officer or whatever would come in every morning, and his desk drawer would be open. Right. And so um, I don't remember who they had, but they had somebody come out and do an investigation, and they caught it on 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 film uh, coming open. And they went back and checked, and they put a uh, they put a ball against the wall, and it rolled across the floor. The floor was unlevel, causing the drawer to open. <laughs> so there was no paranormal explanation. But I will give them credit. I mean, they they found that that was the issue, and they they told them that was the case, and oh, yeah. you know, so. Oh, yeah. And uh, it wasn't seven demon cops. No. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the donuts? <laughs> it's yeah. the Scolari brothers. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, you know, but I've run into stuff that we just can't give you an explanation for. Um, yeah. You know, some of these places, uh, like Post Town, I love Post Town in uh, Ohio, one of my favorite places. Uh, it never fails to do something, but it, it doesn't happen every time. You know. Yeah. So you know, just uh, I filmed a show for PBS, which had nothing to do with ghost hunting, up at Post Town. With uh, Roberta Simpson Brown. Do y'all know who she is? Mm-mm. They call her the Queen of Screams. Oh, then yes, I do. Yeah. yeah. And she's a little old lady, and she's a storyteller. <laughs> and that's a dying art, and I wanted to get some yeah, of her stories sure. on the film. Right. And Post Town has an old school stage, and uh, I lit it up and everything, and we gave her a microphone, gave her an audience, and uh, people loved it. You know, they were just enthralled listening to her. And I had three cameras set up. I had four microphones set up by the stage, mm-hmm. four Tascam mics. You know, these are, you know, record mic recorders. You know, DR5s. I don't know if you're familiar with that stuff. But mm-hmm. That's good stuff. Yeah. You know, that stuff does not break down, or give you false positives right. or anything like that. So we had two of them on tripods, basically in front of the speakers, and you know just. Yeah, everything. I mean, you, know, you, you guys know how everything works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, between cameras and audio and everything else, and then you go back into editing. That's when you put it all together. Right. So we're sitting there, and uh, she's only supposed to do two stories, but she got such a good response. She goes, "Would you like to hear another one?" And of course, the crowd, you know, yeah. clapping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as it dies down, I am 15 feet away from the stage, on stage left. Okay. My assistant is between me and the stage. Out of nowhere, up in the front of the stage here. Yes, please. <laughs> and I looked at her, and she looked at me, and she's going, please tell me you heard that. I, Dang, I just hope the microphone picked it up. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, uh, Did the mic pick it up? Oh, yeah. Good. But Roberta didn't hear it. And it, she was right there. At yeah. It. But she didn't hear it. We hear it. Hmm. So, you know, just little things like that. Yeah, I love storytelling. There's a, a woman that I'm friends with here in Louisville that is, she's one of the last breed too, or Janice Molnar. She mm-hmm. does, she's such a good friend and she has some crazy stories. She does a lot of stuff at the Steamboat Museum and. She was, uh, she was just at Corn Island, wasn't she? Yeah. <laughs> she's, Which Roberta just did her very last Corn Island. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, and I, I have tried to learn as much as I can from her over the years and. 
uh, it, yeah, it's a, it's a shame that that's kind of going away. Um, but anyways, speaking of stuff like that, have you ever had an instance where you did, because you know, all the stories you ever hear are like, oh, they're absolutely in danger. We've got to get a priest. We've got to get, have you ever had an instance like that where you've dealt with people where Not, you felt like they were in danger? There, it's, a, there have been plenty of cases where people think they're in danger. Right. Okay. But that's because, oh, this is happening and, you know, angst gets built up. Right. And, uh, but they don't know who to call. Luckily, here in Louisville, there I know an archbishop. Okay. And uh, who you get them in touch with them. Not that he's going to go do an exorcism. <laughs> right. <laughs> it takes a lot of steps to get the Catholic Church to authorize, mm-hmm. you know, an exorcism. Even though if you go to Minnesota, yeah, Minnesota, right? <laughs> they're everywhere apparently. <laughs> and, uh, so, but you know, if a lot of times if you just kind of get them in contact with someone, you're helping them. Right. You're easing their mind, okay? Unless Casper's sitting next to him going, hi, hi, <laughs> hi, yeah. You know, stuff like that. So, yeah. Uh, I've been involved in several exorcisms. And uh, like I said, we were the first to actually film at the exorcist house, which a lot of people think is up in like Washington State and stuff like that. It's not, it's in Missouri. It's in Missouri, okay, yeah. yeah. All that happened. Mm-hmm. In Missouri, there is no long staircase, though. Yeah, the priest <laughs> that one I think window. was wasn't that filmed in Chicago? I think, uh, or, was or was it DC? Maryland, Maryland. Okay, yeah, so the around the DC area. Uh, that's right. Also, it happened to a little boy, not a little mm-hmm. girl. And uh, that little boy grew up to be a rocket scientist for NASA. Yeah, yes, he did. And uh, so uh, he, he's retired now, though. It's interesting. But, we just watched uh, that documentary um, that. Um, they did with the the what's his name not Blatty but the director of the Exorcist where he went back with that. freaking yeah freaking and he did the documentary with the Exorcist the old Exorcist guy mm-hmm. um, the actual priest that did that was really kind of cool well so I always wondered will will priests do an exorcist if you're not Catholic no it's Catholic dogma yeah because I mean you probably because even in that article it talked about Catholics after that created it. yeah then yeah. you could get into Episcopalian and Lutheran which is kind of Catholic light um, and it says they do train them as well but yeah I think Baptists are just gonna throw Bibles at the house. <laughs> but uh, you're talking about freaking and blatty mm-hmm. the, there's only two priests alive that helped with that and they're still alive but they're they're 80 and 90 years yeah. old yeah uh, the last two that really had something to do with it uh, just died. Yeah. And we, we were lucky to interview them and talk to them for The Haunted Boy. Yeah. And uh, the, the, there's two things that really got me interested in this. Now, I've, I've known Linda Blair for a long time, so talking to her about some of the stuff, she just looked like it was crazy. <laughs> I'm you sure, know, yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, they actually broke her back filming that thing. And, uh, but, you know, she's like, you know, the exorcist curse. I'm like, eh, right. I'm not so much into yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's like the poltergeist uh, curse. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so the two things that really got me interested in this was the, the priest kept a diary that they typed up after every time they talked to this boy. Oh. And you're, and I'm reading it. It's, it's a 16 page volume, you know, just excerpt. And I'm reading this, and they're saying that every day he's writing in Latin on his bed 
So instead of having sheets, they put down paper on his bed, and he'd write. <laughs> Just on the so bed. So I'm like, how does a 12-year-old boy learn Latin? Right. It's not, especially in the 1950s. You know, it's yeah. not taught unless you're going to be a priest. Second thing is, they have an excerpt from a janitor his very first day. He walked by and they said, this is X, Y, Z. And uh, he said he started working and he said he was whistling. He said the little boy was whistling after him, you know, yep. mocking him and everything he's done. He said he turned around and looked and he said, this boy is floating above the bed. He says, and they, they do have him shackled. Yeah. Wow. And that is the only thing that is holding him. And this came from a janitor who quit right then and right there. Then and there. <laughs> yeah, I would too. And I don't think I <laughs> would have stuck around. Now this, <laughs> and this is a Catholic, it's it's not there anymore, it's tore down. But this was a Catholic church hospital, you know. And they ended up taking him to another place. If you watch the movie, we show it where they actually kept him on the fifth floor in the attic of this place the second thing that got me was we asked we asked the vatican because that's where this uh the thing the where the priest wrote everything where it's actually kept now mm -hmm. is in rome wouldn't you like to get into their archives oh yeah oh and, yeah that's yeah you know <laughs> we offered money you know exposure and they're like no all right, so we said, fine. So then we started trekking down all the furniture from this little boy's room. It is in a government facility. Wow. Locked. I mean, they actually pointed guns at us and said, get out. Wow. I mean, you know, you see the thing from uh, Indiana Jones. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what I was that's, thinking of, yeah. That's what we're dealing with here. And we're like going, you know, this is a big army warehouse. And we're like going, okay. So there's like Why? Area 51 for paranormal. Right. And it's and all that's in it is the bed clothes and uh, a bed, a dresser drawer. And uh, the, there's there's one cross left. It's actually in the St. Louis Museum hmm. that came off of uh, the top of this uh, church. So, that's crazy. Yeah. I'm that's what got me interested. <laughs> you know, and we are talking about, you know, I, I'm not psychic. Right. There's only been three places that I've ever been where the hair stood up on the back of my neck. This is one of them. When I walked into that house and just went, whoa, mm -hmm. something does not feel right. And the other two places was uh, Gettysburg up at Round Top at night, and then the other one was uh, Little Bighorn or Custer's Last wow. Stand. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, and and those are the moments I like are the non-psychic people that get experiences like that because yeah. I'm like, oh, man, that, that means even more to me, mm -hmm. you know, like. Whew. But I'm excited because we've got uh, we've got that doc on the boy uh, on our list to watch when we cover Rolling Doe, so I'm very yeah. excited about it. Whew. Well, if you can't find them, come to me. I'll be happy to help you. <laughs> Will do. <laughs> Will do. Oh, we only made ten, 10 of those suckers for a sci-fi channel. Yeah. <laughs> um, so one other thing is, is like, uh, wh what's one of your favorite stories that you like to tell? Uh, of course, we got to ask this. You know, your favorite story of something that happened uh, during your time. Uh, you know, whether it be frightening or funny, it's kind of up to you. <laughs> One of my favorites is the haunted toaster, <laughs> and, um, like Ghostbusters too. <laughs> yeah. Well, this lady calls me up and she says, "You need to come out and look at my haunted toaster," and I'm like, "Well, 
what makes you think your toaster's haunted? She goes, well, it's my dead ex-husband who's haunting it. <laughs> and I'm like, wow. What's it doing that you're yeah, drawing well, that conclusion? Well, yeah. <laughs> she says, well, it burns a toast every time, just like he liked it. <laughs> and I was like, really? She said, yeah. I said, see that little knob on the side there? And she said, I've done turned it all the way down. She goes, this is the second toaster I've gotten from Walmart. That was my next question. <laughs> and, and she goes, and it just keeps doing it. I said, okay, take it back to Walmart. She goes, no, I go to Walmart every day. Those poor people work so hard for their money. I don't want that mean old SOB <laughs> haunting them. I went, okay. I said, throw it away. You know, just do without toast. And she goes, no, I couldn't do that to those garbage men. They work hard. <laughs> she goes, I make them cookies every week. You know, she says, she I, don't want, I don't want him riding in the cab. Oh, my That's what she said. So I said, okay. I said, we're going to get rid of your ghost for you. Really? Said, yeah, we're going to get rid of your ghost. She goes, how you do that? I said, you got a paper towel? She says, is that all I need? I said, yes, ma'am. You just need a paper towel. She said, I hear her rip a paper towel off. I said, lay it on the counter. She was okay, right next to your toaster. She was okay. I said, unplug the toaster. Right. I said, now grab the toaster, turn it upside down on top of that paper towel. And you hear a clunk. So I know she did it. You know? <laughs> and, and she says, now what? I said, lift it off. She lifts it off. I said, what do you got? She said, oh, my Lord in heaven, I've got his ashes. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, okay. Roll that up in the ball and go throw it in the garbage. She says, I have a, a disposable in my sink. I said, even better. Just turn it on and flush that man out of your life. So not everything is haunted. And people, people, just wanna, people just wanna talk yeah. a lot of times. Um, so you do a lot of on phone investigations. Yeah. Uh, oh, I got uh, one. Our Lady of Peace, I got a thank you note from a doctor. Uh, lady had sent me all these pictures. Her and her husband had decided to spice up their sex life. Mm -hmm. All right, so she had hired two other gentlemen to partake. And, uh, <laughs> well, she got excited before the husband got home and she was partaking. And they were taking pictures. Husband got home right in the middle of it going on, dropped dead from a heart attack. Mm. Right there on the floor, blam. She went crazy. I mean, she ended up at mm. Our Lady yeah. of Peace. And, you know, she sent me this. And the biggest thing was she'd been looking on the Internet were about orbs. Right. I am not an orb person. Yeah, we're not really yeah. either. Yeah. And uh, there's, this, there's this clear shot of her and these two guys enjoying what they're doing. And they've taken the lampshade off of this lamp, so you got a bulb. Yep. And then you have this big, bright orb. All right. Well, you can tell that's not dust. It's about, there's nothing supernatural either because it's the reflection of the bulb, the bulb on the camera lens. Yep. In her mind, she's thinking that's her husband haunting her. And I did never get to talk to her directly, but I corresponded with her two or three times. And I, when she explained to me about that picture, about that's her husband, that she killed him. I said, how did you kill him? He was alive when this picture was taken. Take it right. I got a note from a doctor saying, 
you made that woman's life so much better. Oh, wow. Uh, okay, cool. Great. And then, uh, like I said, then there's the things you do. For, you can't understand. Uh, there was a school that we used to investigate. It's no longer around. I had uh, just did a, 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 a series up there with people and everything, and we were getting ready to do an investigation. As I was coming down the steps, these are old concrete steps, I tripped. Whether it's my own big feet or whatever, I don't know. Well, you remember how when you were in grade school, they had those plate glass windows that were two two mm-hmm. stories tall? Yep. And they had the metal beams in them? Yep. That's what I'm heading for. And I'm just tumbling. And I'm like, okay, well, the door was open. So I said, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to head for the door. <laughs> Try to aim for the door. <laughs> well, what I did was I got partially in and out. My right shoulder took the brunt on that metal eye beam. Yep. And I broke my shoulder and my mm. collarbone and my right forearm. And four ribs on the right side. So I got uh, 75 people there, you know, waiting to investigate. You know, they're traveling all over the country. Right. So I wasn't going to just walk away from it. So <laughs> luckily one of my girls in the LGHS was a nurse, and she took these frozen bottles and just stuffed them in my leather vest. <laughs> you know, <laughs> packing me down with ice. Yeah. All right. End of the night, we're down in the basement. Stuff is really happening, uh, and I'm tired. I'm I'm done. I'm right. hurting, and so I leave it over to my vice president at the time to take over. I sit down in this chair. This chair starts vibrating. I and I can't explain it. There's no electricity in this place whatsoever, so that just got crossed off. Hmm. You know, nothing mechanical working. Nothing. And my <laughs> vice president goes, "Well." If you're here and you're violent or you feel like being violent, there's Keith. He's just sitting there. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, whatever, fine. Next thing I know, me and Chair and all both go flying through the air and uh, land about six feet across the room. And uh, what's the first thing you do when you go f- tumbling? You put your arm out. Yeah. And oh. I just broke all that up and everything. Oh. And landed in a big pile of busted glass. And I said, okay, I'm done. You know, don't know what it wow. is. Don't care who you are. I'm done. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so I, I went outside for the next 20 minutes, and they all come out and says, everybody's leaving. That scared them to death. Yeah. I was like, well, it didn't do me much good either. Well, You're I mean, still doing it, man. I mean, That's impressive. <laughs> who they sit in the chair next time, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, what was cool was I was standing there just observing. And... Uh, there was two members of our group says, look at this chair. It's moving. And I walked over and I put my hand on it. And you can tell it's just, mm. it's doing it. Not, you know, not, not light. It's, you, know, you can actually hear it tinging on the concrete floor. Wow. And uh, I said, well, stu- <laughs> stupidly, I just, I'll sit in the chair. <laughs> you know? And they had their hands on the back of the chair. And sure enough, when it went, Flying with me in it. That's where the screams come from. These two people holding on to chair, chair you know, yeah. going, "Oh my God!" And I so, Ron, my guy, my vice president, said, okay, we don't intimidate no more. Okay. <laughs> yeah, let Zach Baggins do that. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm curious. Um, we know how you feel about ghosts. Mm-hmm. What about other things like cryptids, aliens, that sort of stuff? Well, filming uh, when we were filming in the Badlands for. Uh, 
soul catcher. And this is all on Indian land. Mm-hmm. I saw some stuff that I can't explain. And, of course, the Indians said that's, you know, that's Sasquatch. Uh, you know, they're, they're in their minds several. Uh, depends on which Indian folklore mm-hmm. you, yep. you look Yeah, at. last week we covered Native American creatures. So Some of them say they're interdimensional beings. Yes. Some say they're woodland beings that can just disappear into the woods. Right. You know, evaporate. Evaporate. Um, what I saw was just the only way I can explain it to where my mind understands it was we were in this little bitty town that everybody you know it's not like not like town like this but this is Indian land there's like 10-15 houses they all just got up and left right same time hmm. school's deserted you know the whole night everything, but nobody knows why or where they went to there's still plates but I mean you know the animals and stuff have ate the food that were right. on the plates but they're still sitting there hmm. um, and the only way I can explain this was when we're going out it's broad daylight but what I saw was like two red eyes on the eve of this house this eve is nine feet tall and I was looking at it going what is I don't think someone's playing a laser or something right. you know and, I, and but that's two not right. ten it's right. two and then all of a sudden it starts moving and I'm going okay but it's not just going straight across. It's down, up, down, up, down, up. But, you know, I'm like, what is this? And then once it got past the house, the only way I can say this is how I understand it. You remember the movie Predator? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Schwarzenegger? Yep. That thing shimmered? That's yeah. what I was seeing, but without the eyes, until it got into the woods. And, of course, the Indian guy's going, uh, that's the Sasquatch. He lives here. They're always so. When I lived out in the Southwest a lot, they're very so nonchalant about everything. It's really great. He came over to dinner the other night. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know. He does my taxes. (laughs) We had a Wendigo swimming in our pool last night. (laughs) And I mean, I've got some good friends that are into the crypto stuff Ken Burns, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, Lyle Wagner, or Lyle Burns, and uh, a few others. I mean, just. You know, if I have something, I have a question, I call them and say, what do you think? You know, one of the things I want to do, which uh, I still do, it's kind of my bucket list, is go to Texarkana mm-hmm. and uh, go down to Boggy Creek. Boggy Creek, yeah. <laughs> See what we can find. That, that's, you know, we, we, we definitely are probably more ghost-centric than anything, but through this show, it's really opened us up to other things with yep. other cryptids and aliens and things like that, and then my time out west in the desert, uh, just all that all that good stuff. So my, my family lives out in Phoenix, so, like, every, I always say when I'm going to get out there, I'm going to go out to Snowflake or places like that to, like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I've spent some time out there, you know. Yep. So, um, so... Uh, or Devil's Acre. Yeah, Devil's Acre. <laughs> it's only one acre, though. Yeah, only one. <laughs> seven de- seven With a big hole. Yep. Right in the middle of it. Huh. I ain't, I'm not going to go down it. <laughs> I saw that movie, The Descent. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're kind of getting towards the end. Um, and so you've been doing this a long time now. Where do, where do you see it heading and in, in with you? You know, are you looking to... Well. Uh, it's it's still going strong. Matter of fact, uh, in two weeks I got to go out of town to film a TV show for England. Awesome. Oh wow! And, uh, you know, England is kind of behind us 
the craze is there, mm-hmm. but it's not as big as it has been here. Boy, and they got a lot of stuff going on there, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, a lot of really old stuff, yeah. too. No, well, they're actually coming filming here in America. Oh, okay. And then uh, we're talking about doing some things about over in jolly old England. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's still going on. And as long as, you know, people don't get up here and do the whole take it for a serious side that's there. Because, you know, I'll have fun with it. We've yeah. had fun with it. Right. You know, but... There is a serious side to it, but there's also the side of, look, this is a hobby. This is yeah. a faith-based hobby. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Nothing, nothing more, nothing less. Until we find out A equals C, C equals F, something solid, something tangible. Right. You know, it's like people get up and say, well, I'm here to help. And I'm like, what? How do you even know what to help? Yeah. Yeah. You know, you don't. Un- you know, we don't understand it. This could be some alien, some far off planet going. What's this? Yeah, right, <laughs> right. I'm serious. You know, right. even the psychic side of things. I mean, it's like we try to do stuff, but even then, we're like, I don't know if it's working. I'm just hoping it is. You mm-hmm. know, yeah. like yeah. how do you quantify a feeling? Yeah, you can't. You know, I'm here to say, look, I'm not here to help you. If I can help you, doing, I will try to help you. Uh, but you know, other than pointing you somewhere else, right. You know, I can't do much to help you other than there or say, look, here's what's causing this. Here's what's not causing right. this. My uh, my grandfather used to say, and I say it all the time, uh, opinions are like assholes. Everybody has one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so. You got it. It's true. And, you know, I'm here to catch lightning in the bottle. Yeah. And so we can prove it. I mean, Einstein had his theories. Edison had his theories. Right. I mean, Edison even created a phone to the dead. Yes. Yes, he did. No. So we're talking early 1900s. Yep. You know, and, you know, the sisters that started all the whole system, you know, of rapping and knocking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, from the, I, the, I, the I, big medium craze. Yeah, I can't think of their name. They Damn. started that whole movement, and it was fake. Yeah. But still, it's now considered a religious ceremony. Oh, yeah. yeah. You think about Houdini and all the stuff he was trying to do. You know, trying to disprove everything while also trying to prove everything. Like, right. I can't imagine well, what I mean, he's going through. Everybody questions. Um, everybody questions what they don't understand, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> everybody seeks for answers. Some people seek and find the answers in religion or faith. Scientific people seek and find the answers in science. Uh, mystic people seek and find the answers in mysticism, so on and so forth. But everybody seeks for the answer. Even people who are not religious or faith-based still seek for and find an answer in their own way. Yep. Well, that's just, I mean, some things have been proven. It's like people get up here and see things in the clouds. Well, when you see something in a picture, you're usually looking for a face or something yep. that your brain understands. That's called pareidolia. Right. Okay? All right. People don't understand that our brains are wired that way to make sense of what we're seeing. Right. That's like, you know, me and you both look up in the sky. I see Donald Duck. You see a fire-breathing dragon. But it's just... Our brain's making sense of what we right. see. Right. That's all it is. Right. Right. And uh, that's the same thing. That's what I was talking about earlier. If you walk into a place believing it's haunted, it's going to be haunted. Right. Yeah. You know, if your brain's already telling you that, you've done lost it. Right. Um, real quick before we wrap up, I wanted to make reference to the Mid South Paranormal Convention. Mm-hmm. Um, this is fantastic. Are we getting it again next year? Um, I'm gonna take a break. 
gonna take a break next year after 20 years wow <laughs> uh, it's it's just too much for one guy yeah i run an i do improv comedy and, and so i run the damn good improv festival and i'm only in my third year and i'm stressed <laughs> like yeah. so i can't imagine doing something as yeah. large as what you do uh, i'm kind of slowing down a little bit i'm mm-hmm. getting older and uh promised somebody that slow down. <laughs> hey, you're still looking funky fresh, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I can live with that. There you go. But, uh, you know, I'm stepping back, kind of enjoying things. I'm going to play more music this year. Yeah, with yeah. Band and everything. We didn't say that, but you are the rock and roll ghost hunter. We love I that. I am the original rock. The OG. Yeah. Uh, when, you know who the Ghost Brothers are, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. We were at a convention, first time I'd ever met them. And we're walking down a hallway with 10,000 people, and they're screaming, We're walking down the hallway with the OG! <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm thinking, Oh, they mean the original gangster, you know. Yeah. yeah. Like, no, the old ghost hunter. <laughs> yep. Bobby Mackey don't have nothing on you, man. <laughs> no, I've been going there since 1996. I'm sure, yeah. Um, but yeah, I wanted to make a shout out. Uh, people want to find you. They can find you at LouisvilleGHS.com, correct? Yes. Don't go to LouisvilleGhostHuntersSociety.com. That's a Japanese porno site. <laughs> don't go there if you don't want to see Louisville pictures of people. GHS.com. <laughs> wow. And is there anything else you wanted to shout out or anything before we get out of here? Uh, no, just, uh, you know, if you think you got something going on, give us a yell. You know, we're free. We don't charge anything. Somebody comes out and says, hey, I'll charge you X amount of dollars to get rid of your ghost. You know what you do to them? You shoot them. <laughs> you shoot them. And in Kentucky, you can. So yeah. go ahead and do that. But, yeah, once again, that's LouisvilleGHS.com. Check that out. Um, if you're interested, you can reach out uh, there or on the Facebook page. And, you know, even if you just want to get involved, reach out, all that stuff. And, once again, Keith, thank you so yep, much for coming much. on. I wish we had four more hours. I would love to just sit here forever anytime, and talk to you. Anytime <laughs> when you do the uh, exorcist thing, yeah, let me know. Absolutely, oh, yeah, yeah. We absolutely will. I appreciate um, you guys having me on. I really do. Yeah, it's been great. Yeah, thank have you. Have fun. And, <laughs> so Keith Age and the Louisville Ghost Hunter Society, make sure to check them out. Make sure to check out 100.9 FM WCHQ as well as the Destination Nation Network. That's at DestinationComics.com slash DNN. And uh, we got to get out of here, Josh. Uh, But it has been a great episode. I'm so pumped. But on that, we got to roll. So this has been Stefan. I will catch you on the flip side. This is Josh. The truth is out there. All right. Don't forget to hold those blankets extra tight, folks. We'll catch you next time. Good night.